You're listening to the Hazard Ground Podcast, with service members from across the military, sharing their stories of combat and survival. And now, here's your host, Mark Zeno. Welcome into the Hazard Ground Podcast. Once again, we appreciate you joining us each and every week as we are approaching our two-year anniversary and our 100th episode coming up here in a few weeks. So excited and so grateful that you guys have been with us each and every week as we tell these stories and have been part of the Hazard Ground community and just love the feedback from everybody and the feedback that we get on iTunes through those reviews that you guys leave is awesome. Keep leaving those reviews for us. It means the world and it certainly helps us get the word out there and grow the Hazard Ground community. So again, get on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a long review. Just leave us a comment. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And we certainly read them all and take them all into account as we go forward. Run to remind you guys about our sponsors page on our website, hazardground.com. Click on that tab, the sponsors tab. Support all the sponsors that support the Hazard Ground podcast. They also help us keep things up and running and certainly uh, some great veterans organizations and veterans charities that they're all part of. So you guys in the Hazard Ground community are a big part of why we're successful, as are our sponsors. Together, both of you guys are continuing to make things great. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Hazard Ground, at Hazard Ground Podcast. Keep up with the shows, keep up with the podcast, and what we have going on. Again, our 100th episode coming up very, very soon. So excited about that, and very, very excited about this week's guests. Joining us this week, we often go outside the bounds of military members to tell different stories or stories that are parallel to military life. And this one is one that we are incredibly excited to tell because of the nature of it. The film that's coming out is Sergeant Will Gardner. Starring in it is Max Martini, and it's produced by Michael Haggerty. Max helped write it and direct it. You may know Max from other previous films, such as 13 Hours, where he played Oz. He was also in NCIS. Michael's film credits include a long list of acting. You've seen him in Nash Bridges, Dark Skies. But the film is Sergeant Will Gardner and both Michael Haggerty and Max Martini join us right now on the Hazard Ground Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. So great to, to, to be on the show and, and to have you uh, your support. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, the first voice you heard was Max's, and the second one is Mike's, just for future reference. And guys, let's start kind of um, back at the beginning, because look, you know, I- I've said this for a while now, military films that we see nowadays, they are our parents' westerns, right? Like, in the 50s and 60s, John Wayne made dozens of westerns, and everybody had a western movie. That's what kind of defined the times. And war movies, as a note, kind of defined the times now in the post-9-11 era. There's a lot of them made. So I'm curious as to how this whole film came about. Max, you wrote this thing. What was kind of the inspiration for it? Well, you know, I, the, I, the, the process kind of, well, actually the, the thought came to me while I was shooting uh, a series called The Unit. I did, it was a, a TV show based on, on The Unit on CAG, and, and, uh, and we ran for about four years. We were on CBS, and, uh, and we had a, quite a, a large military fan base and following so at a certain point i think it was probably our second season uh myself and a few of the castmates decided to go to the middle east so we worked we we went twice the first trip we went to iraq and afghanistan the second trip we went to uh, just afghanistan and uh on the first trip uh i was standing on a tarmac I, this young army ranger was was staring at me and i waved him over and we, you know he, he recognized me from the show we started talking and uh, to give you the short of it, he, you know, we exchanged information. We stayed in contact while he was in combat. Uh, he had survived uh, two IEDs, the, I think the second of which he, he was the only survivor. He lost his team. And, uh, and w- during our communications, he started to voice concerns that he was having uh, regarding anger issues and, and sleep deprivation and you know, th- things that were that were symptomatic of, of TBI. Uh, and at the time, you know, I'm not a doctor. I didn't have any any anything to offer other than to console him. So, uh, you know, but, but but I came back. This is at the head of the war. And, you know, when I came back and I thought, you know, uh, this could be kind of an opportunity, you know, to, uh, to serve a little bit. To, I, you know, not serving in the military is something that I've often regretted. And, uh, and, you know, and if I could write a film that, that, uh, would, would not only sort of raise and maintain a level, help maintain a level of awareness, but also raise money for charity, 
uh, it could be an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about how this film differs uh, from uh, from other uh, military films that you might see. But the you know, but 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 so so Mike and I Mike and I set out on this journey to to, you know, once the script was written to, to find funding. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the easiest, uh, it wasn't the easiest right. road, but, you know, it took us a little longer. Uh, Mike, you want to, you want to chime in and, and, and yeah. some of our, uh... so Max and, uh, we got introduced by a, a former Marine. Um, well, I guess once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine, uh, Freddie Joe Farnsworth, who was a stunt coordinator and, and he gave me the script and I loved it. And, and we went on this road and it was one of those roller coasters where we'd have the movie, like the money and we'd get, you know, on the lot and have offices and we're going and then the money would fall out. And then we'd have uh, discussions with investors and say, look, we're giving 30% of this movie to three charities. Um, and, and sometimes that would be the hurdle, but we always, uh, and, and kudos to, to Max for always sticking to that, you know, that, that we're, that, the purpose of this film was to, to raise awareness, raise money and, and tell a story that a lot of people are afraid to tell, but have that, that we feel that is very, very impactful. Guys, let me, Max, let me yeah. ask you real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you know, you said you took the trip to Iraq. Why did you take that? I mean, it, it's funny because I've been fortunate enough to, to rub elbows with, with actors and people in, in NFL and professional sports. And they, they often ask me, Hey, you know, I was thinking about taking a trip over there. Do you think I should go? Why should I go? You know, is, is it worth it? And I always tell people this when they ask me that, I said, well, look, you don't have to go. Like no one's sitting in Iraq thinking, you know, I wonder when Max Martini is going to come visit. You know, I've really been right, wondering. Right, I mean, right, we've got a thousand right. things. No one's wondering. Like, for the people who show up, it's great. But I always tell people, look, if you have any reservations, don't go. There's no legitimate reason for you to be there. And no one's life is going to be tragically altered if you don't show up. So I'm always curious why you had this desire to go. You know, uh, I, I, in all honesty, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a family of, you know, military law enforcement you know i'm I'm, my mother was in law enforcement you know i i just uh i'm very aware of the sacrifice and the the risk and the uh the bravery that it takes to put yourself in you know in the shoes of you know a military man or woman or first responder and and you know it's uh and i'm a big supporter man and i know i also am aware that the average age of our service member is very young, you know, and, and because our show was so immensely popular amongst the troops, you know, I really, I just wanted to uh, go and, and give the guys, uh, and, 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 and gals, a, a you know, a break from the grind. And it, uh, we had some, there were so many amazing moments, man. I mean, it was really life changing for me, but like, you know, I remember we what, just just one of the things we showed up in this in you know uh, this tent. This guy was in a you know he was I guess he was ill or something, but he was all laid out and he was literally watching our show when we walked in That's behind awesome. him That's and great. tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> it, I mean, he, he I can't even tell he flipped. And, what is uh, going on? Right, he's just like looking at him going, wait a minute, uh, this looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe it. You know, and we went over, I would do stuff like, you know, Robert Patrick would, you know, challenge me against anybody and, you know, the – whatever you know company we were talking to the the you know to in a race up some you know friggin hill in afghanistan and you know like we were we would get involved with these guys and it was so much fun for them and it was so much fun for us and you know and 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 we ventured outside of the green zone and we went to these little camps that were getting you know rocked daily and and uh and you know and and it was just uh i mean it was so refreshing for them so look i mean you know uh Again, what it boils down to is, is I just, I just know what what's going on over there, and I and I know, uh, you know, what it takes to be a part of that, that service, and and I'm 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 humbled, and uh, and I'm I'm proud to uh, to have our military do that for us. So, so Mike, when you come across someone like Max who has that passion, um, not only you know has the acting chops for it, but has that passion. You know, is that something that you look at and go, okay, th- th- we have to kind of build on this and build momentum from it? 
Yeah, w- one of the great things about having Max as a partner, um, and we didn't know each other when we started this process almost almost ten years ago, uh, is that there's no quit. And and I'd produced a few films beforehand, and and you know that's what you need because it's it's a grind making a you know a, a mo- an independent film and getting it out, and you know the highs and lows and trying to figure out things and being creative and. And, and that's the thing that gets you excited because, you know, when it's, you know, you've been working for 16 hours and you just want to go home, but your buddy's like, let's, let's go give me another cup of Joe and let's keep on going. Uh, that, that, that's, that's infectious. You know, you know one um, of the, one of the things, sorry, just to interject, is no, you go, know, go. The, that, that made it so difficult to find money for this is that. It's not a, you know, it's not a, the, the, the movie or the story never screamed, uh, you know, sales, commercial sales. Like it's, it's really, it's not an overtly commercial film and it's, it really is a passion project. And And it's a very American film, but it's a very American film, but it's, but it's, but it's also not about, uh, aliens. It doesn't have any, you know, TNA in it. It's not, you know, it's just not, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't satisfy what they're generally looking for, you know, and it's also not about a Navy SEAL and it's not about a CAG guy. It's not about a tier one operator. You know, it's, it's really about a regular infantry man and who's dealing with, with uh, some post-combat conditions and situations. And, and in the movie, and this is what, this is what I, a point I wanted to make is what separates us is that in the film, you know, the film is not two hour, about two hours of, of watching somebody suffer. You know, it's about uh, the, the central character that, you know, finds himself in a really difficult place when we meet him uh, and, and heals. And so the movie, the story is, is, is a journey that you follow this character on during the healing process. And the idea behind the film is that once he's healed, then he's capable of healing other veterans. So, you know, it, hopefully it will inspire people that are, uh, you know, this, the, let me, I'm going to backtrack for a second. The, the guy that, that, I, that I was talking about, the Rangers that was injured, that I was in correspondence with, he uh, was terrified to come forward and ask for help. Uh, he was really, when, when he came back stateside, he, uh, his, his, it just spiraled. He, he lost his job. He, he was, you know, homeless at a certain point. And, uh, I think there was a fear of being ridiculed. There was a fear of being stigmatized. You know, I, I, I even demoted, I don't even, I don't know if that's a possibility, but I feel like he had, he had mentioned that at some point. So he, he, you know, the, the, I think we've chipped away at that, it, 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 by you know, it, by this year, 2018. But I still think it exists. But the, but 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 ideally, it's it's really about a healing and 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 a way to inspire others that it's okay to come forward and get help. You know. Yeah, you, you hit a real sweet note with with our audience from the standpoint of about it just being a regular infantryman. And so much of what we do on the podcast, it's those stories. That that, that was the inspiration for this whole thing. Was that. You know, look, there's American Sniper and Lone Survivor, right? And we know those because they're books that were made in major motion pictures. And, you know, the story is, is in and of itself is so unusual. But this podcast wants to reach the, the, the regular Joes that, you know, have a story. Because everybody who goes through what we go through in combat, that military experience is unique and individual to them. And two guys yeah. sitting side by side in the same fight will view that battle from vastly different experiences, depending on where they come from and who they are. And to tell that story individually from that person, I think, is the core of kind of what we do. But it's also the core of the human condition, right? I mean, it's everybody is a product of their experience and how you view it um, is dynamically different. I, I think from what I'm hearing you tell me about the film is something that would draw me to it. And I think it would draw a lot of military members to it because we all experience it differently. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it, it really uh, well, one you know, it's, it's, it's the average, you know, Joe, that, that, uh, you know, that comprises so much of our military. I mean, the, the, like, these are the stories that you don't hear, you know, and, 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 uh, and I think it's important to tell, man. And I think that, you know, when you, when you get out, when the movie gets out, uh, people will be more apt to identify with this story than lone survivor because, 
this is, you know, this is a guy that they know that they are, you know, this is a guy that their families know. This is a guy that, you know, so I think that this, I think that our story will resonate with a, with a, with a, a really big audience in the U S and, and, you know, and, uh, and, and I think it'll be appreciated, you know? So Mike, when, when you get approached with this, with this screenplay and, and, you know, you know, Max is behind it and obviously, you know, you say you didn't know him well, but his, his catalog of work was, was obviously well documented. Are you somebody who picks apart this script and looks for flaws with it? Or is it something right away when you start to read, you go, all right, I'm in on this. You've got me. I, I would say that the best thing about us, it, about it taking so long to, uh, to make this is that the script kept on getting better and better. And, and that, that's, you know, I, you know, I would say, well, what about this? You know, a couple of times, but really I, I got to give it up to my partner, Max, that he just continually, he didn't want to rest on making it good. He wanted to really strive to make it great, you know, and, and we'd go, you know, around and around sometimes, you know, we, we, he wasn't afraid to try something and go, okay, well that didn't work. So let's go back to the, you know, the drawing board. Um, and so that's, that's what I look at. Cause I, I kind of look at, I'm going to be with this script or in this movie for the next five, six years. So I've got to be honest and say, this is what I think this movie should be. And if we are on the same page, then great, let's go on this journey. And if we're not, then, you know, no harm, no foul. And obviously with this one, it was, uh, we were on the same page and just, just kept on trying to make it better and better. To that end, go ahead, Max. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that you know, in the in the in the process of writing and the, the the preparatory work that was involved, you know, I because because at this point or at that point in the game, I had so many military buddies, and you know, and 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 unfortunately, you know, quite a few that that had injuries, and you know, so they were just incredibly helpful with information and. Uh, you know, and then I reached out to my, my social media friends and I, I mean, I, I got video testimonials. I got on the phone with people. I got the, the, the they were so forthcoming and so collaborative. Uh, and it really, uh, it really fueled the writing and, uh, you know, and as Mike and I kept going and the script kept changing and, you know, I would get feedback from, you know, from Mike or from people on the Hollywood side. And then I'd, you know, get, get feedback from the military side. And some of my, you know, tier one guys helped me, you know, orchestrate the combat. And I brought in my Navy SEAL buddies to, you know, to, to really uh, do a lot of the running and gunning. It looked authentic and, and, uh, and it just, it came together so beautifully. And then you have this final product and you go, Oh God, now we, now we got to send it out and see you know, <laughs> if, if it's really value because we think it's amazing, but you know, and, and then we got, uh, we got the money, uh, and we started crewing up and Mike can attest to this. I mean, we were, we would meet people in our production offices in New Mexico and they would come in and they would literally beg to be part of this. And by the way, mind you, we're not paying. I mean, we're paying. Yeah, this was on a, but we're, a small, we're, yeah. We're paying a fraction of what these guys make. We got, you know, just A-list crew members and A-list actors. And, and, and across the board, the actors were petitioning to be. I mean, I had like, you know, we're offering scale to these big stars and their agents would call and say, you know, what's going on with that role? Have you cast it yet? My, you know, my, my client really wants to be a part of the movie and, you know, and you really need to use my client. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing, you know, and, and what was really refreshing, I think Hollywood gets a bad rap often, but there was an overlying support, uh, of the military and the story and the cause and the, the, the charitable effort that was, that was fueling us. And, and, uh, it really, uh, it reinvented my hope, you know, and my, 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 uh, just, just in Hollywood that, you know, I mean, I, the, the bad rap exists, you know, it's, it's, uh, politics aside. I think when people think that when they, you know, they, they, they think of Hollywood, they think of, you know, just an extremely liberal town that doesn't support the military. And it's, and it's, you know, it's really not true. And I, and, right. you know, and, and the great thing about this film is that, you know, it's, it's apolitical. There's no, there, it doesn't, it doesn't take a political slant at all. It's, it's really about a soldier and, uh, 
you know, and can be appreciated from both sides of the line. But but it was nice to see that support. Yeah, yeah I mean, everybody really on. stepped up. I was just gonna say everybody just really stepped up, and it just it, yeah, exactly what Matt said. It just it gives you hope and excitement, and it just makes you want to do it again and again. You know, I, I mean, you talked about all the people you brought in to to bring in the authenticity factor, and me, somebody, I'm just built that way. Like when I see a military film, and I, I could tell how much Hollywood bastardizes it. And, and there's valid reasons for that. I'm, I'm not debating that. But to me, it yeah. makes it lose a little luster. American Sniper had a lot of bastardized stuff. Lone Survivor was completely bastardized. And I'm sitting there yeah. going, you know, when you read the book and you can feel like you're in combat with the guy, like you're running alongside of Marcus Luttrell down the mountain, and you, you, know, you don't get that sense from the movie. And, and again, some of that's justified. I understand that. So I certainly appreciate the desire for the authenticity. But I guess my, yeah. my where, where I am really curious about was there a desire to make this thing unique, because so many of these war movies repeat the same story in the same angle, just from it without it being a a particular individual story. You know, they try to yeah. tell just the, they try to give you the military experience and the military essence, and it doesn't really hone in on a central unique thing. And because this isn't necessarily about one individual guy. Um, I mean, the story is, guys, right? But it's, it's you're trying to reach a wide audience of people who would relate to this. Was uniqueness something that you were striving for? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think you you, you know you you strive to separate it, you know, from from everything that, that people have seen, you know, and and I think that uh, you know it was daring on our part to to tackle the subject matter because. You know, when you when you're trying you're trying to sell a film and you say, you know, it's a film about, you know, somebody suffering from TBI and PTS, you know, they immediately shy away. I mean, it's just but it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. But, you know, this is how it's unique. I mean, we really you know, there was I, I, I insisted on uh, bringing some comedy into the movie, you know, and so. It's really entertaining, uh, but it packs a, a very a strong emotional uh, punch. There's a there's a solid, uh, you know, uh, social statement behind this film, and and uh, and uh, it's there. There's moments that are hard to watch, you know. But the but the thing about that the the central character is that he's a heroic. You're looking at a guy that's in, that has physical and emotional injuries and is displaced at the beginning of the film. He's a hero throughout the entire film. You root for him throughout the entire film. You never feel sorry for him. Maybe at the end of the movie, but it's but it's not to give it away. But it's uh, but it really it, it, it it's it's a celebration of this this American hero and and a call to action. You know, and uh, and and I think uh, and I think that in and of itself makes it uh, makes it stand out from the others. When you guys are making the film, um, you know, as director and producer, obviously, you know, you the emotional highs and, and the times where you start to connect with the viewers and the audience more than others, because neither one of you had been military. Did you find it difficult to know if you were in the right spot? And doing the right things and saying the right things. Did you rely on some of the guys that you had brought in, Max, to to tell you that? How do you, how do you get to that spot? You know, I think that I think by the time we actually went to camera, you know, I was so confident that uh, that, that that it one that it was militarily accurate. Uh, that that the, the 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 injuries were, you know. They, they, I, I, the, the injuries, the, the character walks a very fine line with the injuries. It's not, you know, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want them to be debilitating, but I wanted them to be present, you know, and, and he deals with so many conditions in this, in this one little story, uh, but subtly. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of felt like, it had been, it, I had run this by so many guys, buddies of mine that, you know, uh, had similar experiences that by the time we, we started shooting, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't too fearful that it was going to not be accurate, but you know, I will, I will say this, this is kind of an amazing, uh, little story in an, in our story. Uh, when we were casting, there's a role that a big lead in the film of a, of a, a Marine amputee. And, uh, and Mike and I were going to cast this 
part out of Hollywood. We had all these sort of, you know, high end actors that, uh, on the list that we wanted, that we were going to choose from. And the local casting director in New Mexico said, you know, you've got to meet this guy, please, before you cast this part, just meet this one actor. He, he's amazing. You know, he's perfect with the part. So he put himself on tape. We loved it. He came in and met with us. He blew us away in the room. And while he was in the room, he said, you know, look, I really, I want you to know that I, I how passionate, how much I want to be a part of this project. And, you know, my family was military, but I also served. And uh, I was in the army, you know, I, I jumped uh, from an airplane, uh, my chute got tangled, I bounced and survived. Now, I, I used to work at a drop zone, I used to, to, to skydive all through, all through college, and I mean, a hop and pop in my world was, you know, 5,000 feet. I don't know what it is in the military world, but, but that, uh, not that high. It's not that high. No, it's not that high. It's a good, it's a good balance. You know? I mean, the, the arm, just as a side note, the army does have halo. They yeah. call high altitude, low opening jumps, uh, which yeah. are more of your free fall stuff. But most of the airborne drum jumps are, are under 2000 feet. Oh, are they really? Yeah. It's, well, it's I mean, still, and you're, it's you're still, shooting. It's, it's still a, uh, Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah. It'll make so, your heart race a little that bit. Was something you want to do every right? Weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not a bunch of people lining up to sign up to be an airborne, an airborne soldier. But and you shoot, you know, as soon as you get out of the of the of the plane, you shoot automatically open. So there is no free fall. You're just yeah. kind of slowly going down the whole yeah, way. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry, we digress. Anyway, he got his shoe got tangled somehow, and he and it and it didn't it didn't uh, you know it didn't open properly, and he bounced. And he survived, but he said, you know, look, I mean, this is, I have so much in common, but, you know, with this, uh, with this movie, because it, it really took, it took 10 years, it took a decade for me to get, um, you know, my, my full 10% benefits from the VA. And, you know, and we were like, oh God. And, you know, he left the room and eventually we gave him the part. And when we called to give him the role, uh, he, he started crying and he told me that he was living out of his car and, you know, it, it, uh, it, it chokes me up, but he, um, he really is, uh, one of the guys that this story is about. And, and he, we were able to get him up back up on his feet and, and give him a big lead in a Hollywood film. And he's amazing in it. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, so that was a nice little success story, you know, and, and I, I do want to say, just add to this before we move on, but the, you know, I have a lot of friends that have had incredible experiences with the VA. Uh, it's a very difficult system to navigate allegedly. And, and, uh, but I, but I have, uh, had friends that have had a tremendous experience. I also have a ton of friends that have not. You're talking and, to one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't had yeah, the most pleasant I mean, experience. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and, you know, I mean, the, so the, back to the guy that I met in Iraq, you know, he, uh, this is a guy who, you know, survived two IEDs, I mean, had significant, uh, injuries, and it took him six years, uh, to get to 20%, and it took him eight years to get to his full, I think, 60%, wow. if I'm, if I'm getting the numbers right, you know, and, and so, what you know without the what i what i what i can say is that these private organizations these private charities that that are doing this this work that are that are making up for where the the va is is you know failing uh are which it's essential that we support them i mean they're 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 changing lives the three charities that that we've chosen to support through this film uh which i can talk about in a, in a bit but they're but they're incredible organizations that, you know, have managed to keep their administrative costs low and really get money and assistance to veterans in need. So um, it's, a, it's a good And thing. doing the hands-on work that needs to be done and just very – like we were um, in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago and, and visited uh, Warrior's Heart, and you just see these uh, men and women um, – getting the help that they need and, and changing lives. And Max, do you want to, do you want to, uh, yeah, I mean, let me, let me, let me talk about that for a second if, while we're on it. So, sure, I, sure. so one of the, so we have three charities that we're supporting. One is, is called a higher ground. It's based out of Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, it's, it's a charity that I've been involved with for some time now. They use recreational therapy to assist veterans, uh, in need and they are they do incredible incredible work man and 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 just amazing uh, therapy, therapy programs and 
uh, working with veterans with PTS. They opened up a, a branch in Los Angeles that is additionally addressing the, the homeless veteran uh, community slash crisis in Southern California, which I'm very passionate about uh, helping out with. And uh, uh, Mike mentioned Warrior's Heart. That's one of the other charities that was started by a, a, a buddy of mine that was in the special operations community. He, uh, that Warrior's Heart is, is assisting not only veterans, but also active duty service people and, and first responders that uh, are suffering from drug and alcohol dependencies. Uh, they, uh, Oh, this is, I will, let me add, a higher ground has a three-year follow-up. So once you go through that program, they stay on you for three years to make sure that you're, you're still healing and you're reintegrating uh, properly. And, and uh, I think that's amazing. And then the last charity that we're supporting is the Gary Sinise Foundation. And anybody uh, who knows about Gary knows that there's nobody that does more for veterans than Gary Sinise. I mean, he's given his life to it. Uh, his foundation does everything from, uh, you know, entertain, uh, through his band. They've, I think last week they took, I don't know, over a thousand, uh, gold star wives and their kids to Disneyland. They're building homes for veterans. They're retrofitting homes for veterans that are, that are, that are disabled now. And, uh, they're just, it's an incredible program. So those are our charities that we're supporting. Wow, that's unreal. You know, and I, I've given this, you know, this spiel a lot to people, but it's it's worth repeating. You know, you talk about all these um, veterans organizations out there that are that are doing the the, the yeoman's work that the VA isn't. It's what's frustrating from somebody in my position is that you know, fortunately, in working through the podcast, we've come across dozens of great military charities and organizations and 501c3s and they all have a purpose and they all have a fit but there's a cannibalization effect that goes on right because they're all fighting for dollars or donations from the same group of people and it's yeah. it's hard to collect them all and and if there was a way to organize all these military charities under one umbrella um, yeah. you could effectively put the VA out of business. There are two yeah. principles of war called uh, unity of effort and economy of force. If we could apply the unity of effort and economy of force ideals to all these veterans' charities, we, again, we could effectively, with private funding, put the VA out of business. Here's the problem, guys. You know your friend who you talked about who has that Warriors Heart Foundation? How do yeah. I take that personal you know, pain or whatever the reason they're doing it. How do I take a foundation away from a mom who does a 5k every year to raise money for somebody's right. tuition for college? I can't take your pain away. I can't take that away from right. you. And why would right. they want to give right. it up? So everybody has these foundations and they're so personal to people and they're all good, just causes coming from the right place. But again, it's just one of those things where I think you guys understand where I'm coming from that the cannibalization, it hurts us sometimes as much as it helps us. Yeah. You know, I, 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 if you, I, I, in my mind, you know, we really, if we, if we went backwards and we, and we bettered the, the exit strategy post combat, you know, and, and really, if we put as much effort into, into making sure that, 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 that soldiers that are returning injured are reintegrating back into society as well and properly with care, with red carpet health care. Uh, as we do in preparing them for combat, the exactly. situation, the situation would be, uh, less grave and, uh, you know, and it is grave. I mean, there, at the end of our movie, there's, uh, we have a, we have a, a card with some very sobering statistics on it. And, and I'll briefly give them to you the, the, on any given day, there's 50,000 plus American soldiers homeless on the streets of the United States. Uh, there's been over 300,000 cases of combat-related uh, traumatic brain injuries. In 2015, the Inspector General's report stated that over 300,000 veterans had died while awaiting pending health care claims. I mean, that's that's just it's there's no mind blowing that. Yeah. And I, and I, it's mind blowing, and I still think that we're we're hovering in and around twenty to twenty two a day taking their lives. So, it's uh, it's you know, yeah, there's uh, there's some issues that need to be addressed, and you know, but look, I mean, here's the thing: it's like as long as this is the you know, this is not front page news anymore, and it absolutely should be. And you know, if uh, if we can keep uh, the the, the uh, this country aware, you know, 
and not bury it, uh, that there still are soldiers that need, uh, that need help. I mean, you know, we're recruiting kids and I say kids into a voluntary military system. And, and, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't take care of them when they come back, then, then how are you encouraging others to enlist? How are you, what kind of an example are you setting? You know, so it, uh, like I said, it was a call to action. It really is. I mean, I really, I really want to uh, inspire people to get more involved than they are and not just say, I support the troops, but actually get out and support the troops, you know, and, and, uh, and Mike and I have always said that, you know, at the end of this film, you know, it really becomes a successful film in my mind once we're getting money to veteran charities. And I really, want to make a spectacle of that. I want to bring in the press. I want people to see us giving that money back. Uh, it's essential. It's crucial. And I think that's, what's really going to inspire, uh, you know, not only people in Hollywood that uh, I'm not sure that there has ever been a movie that's done this, that's given, uh, to charity. In my mind, I don't think there has, but, uh, but you know, inspire everybody outside of my business to do the same. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about the transition. And, and let me just kind of put this in context for you guys. You know, you take the average 18-year-old kid who enlists in the Army. You know, the government, and the Army in particular, will send you to training, to, to basic training for nine weeks, you know, at the cost of $100,000-plus per soldier. Then they'll send you to advanced individual training for another nine weeks after that. And then when you get to your unit after that, you may have to go on to some follow-on training, whatever it is. Over the course of the first 18 months of your military career— Think about that. You have, it takes you 18 months to get completely trained, and, and the government yeah. will spend over $250,000 on you. 18 months and a yeah. quarter of a million. On the way out the door, you get two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's it. It's so disproportionate, it's laughable. Um, and they spend yeah. no money on, on, on the two weeks. It, it, they don't send you to classes on how to build resumes and you know, get your finances. None of, they give you a quick PowerPoint presentation, pat you on the backside, and say, thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. It's disproportionate, yeah, and it's wrong. And, and that, that really is yeah. something that is a sobering thought when you think about it. Um, yeah. uh, Mike, let me return to the film here for a second, because I do want to ask you, you know, you've been in, in, part of acting and, and producing and directing for a really long time. When you finish this movie, what are your thoughts and feelings, and, and where does it rank for you in the things that you've done in your career? It's, it's the thing that I'm most proud of in my career, bar, bar none. Um, you know, we, uh, when you get to – we had some veterans, uh, or a lot of veterans actually, work on the, work on the film. And at the wrap party, uh, one of our, our second AD – uh, gave a toast and, 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 and broke down crying. And he goes, because of, of working on this film, um, I can, I can now talk to my, my wife about sort of the things that I saw. No. Like, how does it get any, like, I, like you're literally, um, our, our goal, Matt, Max and I's goal was always to, to make a movie that could change, hopefully change a couple people's lives. And, and I really do think that, that we got a shot at doing that. And, and that just, that's what we're here for. You know, I mean, these, these men and women have done so much for us. Uh, the fact that we can give them a little, uh, a little help or at least a little understanding or hopefully more than a little understanding. That's, that's, that's the stuff that, uh, that is so truly human and, 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 and American. You, you know, what's really cool is I, I had a, uh, I did saving private Ryan like many, many moons ago. And, and, uh, when we when we had the premiere of Saving Private Ryan, <clears throat> Steven Spielberg had, had invited all these World War II veterans to the premiere, and and uh, you know we were before the premiere we were uh, <laughs> we're you know we're drinking beer, they're all you know 190 now, and you know and, and my wife was there at the time, and she's you know they're all hitting on her, and we're laughing, and I mean it was hilarious, and so and then we went into the theater to see this film. And uh, that opening scene, man, and the I looked at these guys and they were their jaws were on the ground. Half of them were in tears. <clears throat> they went through this, the, the experience of watching this film and and came out shell shocked and started talking at the after party about, uh, you know, their combat experiences. And, and so many times and, and Mike, this is why I'm bringing it up, is that. You know, I heard them say, uh, you know, this is stuff that, that I'd never talked about. Mm, and yeah. it really, uh, you know, it opened the door 
to a conversation uh, that that you know uh, was not accessible, subject matter that was not accessible, and and it was healing, and it was you know uh, it was therapeutic for these guys, and and uh, and necessary, and they needed it, you know, and and uh, and I think that it's difficult for a uh, a soldier to admit that he's uh, that he needs help. And, you know, I think that uh, that's the first step that needs to happen. And, and it's, it's something that ha- that happens in the story. And, and uh, you know, I think it's that it's that moment where you go, OK, I need I need I need I can't do it alone. You know, so uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, this this movie will inspire people to uh, to get there and be brave and, and, and ask for it. You know? yeah, I mean, it, it really is the hardest part of the whole thing. It's just recognizing that there's, there's something to talk about and somebody to talk yeah. about with. And, and that is part of the greatest uh, strides that any individual can make guys. How do you judge the success of this? I know you talked about wanting to give the money back, but what, what is, what's the barometer for success of this film? I, I think that the money is, is definitely a, a big barometer. I think that, um, having uh, veterans come up and say, you know, hopefully, hopefully saying we got it right. Um, you know, that, that, that we told it on a story, you know, that, like I said, like having uh, people say, you know, I talked to my wife or I talked to my friend or I asked for help. Um, I think those are all, those are all W's in my book. Well, we've, we, we've sent the screen around. We've, I mean, Mike and I have screened the film probably six or seven times at yeah. this point and and you know and and the screener has been obviously we, you know we're, we're we're trying to reach our audience you know and and uh our audience is is anyone that's served or anyone that's connected to someone that's served or anyone that cares about our military you know what i mean so it's it's uh it's the patriots and it's and so you know in 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 getting on these radio shows or podcasts or you know doing these magazine articles that 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 cater to uh to our core audience you know we've we've uh you send out a screener often you know before they'll they'll say they'll accept uh interviewing you and the feedback that i've gotten having done so many of these at this point that uh is is just tremendous man i mean you know i can't tell you how many soldiers have, have said you know buddy i'm you know I'm six foot five, two hundred and ninety, and I could barely keep my eyes dry. Or, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. So it's uh, yeah, like Mike said, it's a win. I think it's, I think I think we got a big one, a big win. So. I mean, n- not knowing what the general public reaction is, you went through the screeners. I, 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 have you had that moment yet where you, you look back at the scene and go, wow, you know, look at the impact that we had, look, look at how many lives we're going to change, and, and, and has that set in yet to you, or you kind of need some more validation when it really hits the masses and gets released? I mean, it's. I think it's set in for me, you know, what's what, what what's also set in is like, you know, the next movie's not going to have this kind of... Uh, you know, this kind of potential behind it. So, I, you know, like Mike said, you know, I think, I mean, for me, it's been hands down the, the best experience I've ever had. And I, I've been in this business for 25 years and, you know, and making a living for 25 years. So I've, I've just, uh, and I've been really fortunate to have worked, you know, with some of like these, this Hollywood's, um, you know, most talented people. I mean, and, and, uh, uh, but this experience for me was, was just the life-changing, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, Mike and I talked about, we, we've started a company as a result of this film and, you know, and we've talked about doing, like making this kind of our mandate that we do films that, you know, uh, that have social statements or that, you know, that have a, you know, the possibility of giving to a charity or giving back or, you know, it just, it just makes it, it makes the medium so much more important and so much more, uh, useful, you know, not that that's something with that that's purely uh that, that is just pure entertainment value isn't useful because I think it is but but uh this elevates the game it raises the bar a little bit you know and it's such a powerful medium i mean you get to change people you get an opportunity to change people's lives either in a meaningful way or you know what like I, i'll go on the other side i loved caddyshack and sometimes you just want to laugh you know, yeah. and, and, and yeah. so you get to do that and that alleviates, you know, the, the silliness of the day. 
so or, or the hardness of the day. Um, so that's that's the good stuff, and so that's what we we get to do. And and I'm uh, I'm eternally grateful to Freddie Joe Farnsworth, uh, but please don't tell him because we'll hold it over my head. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> so as as you guys go forward in this process. Um, do you, do you have any nerves? I mean, you know, the movie's going to come out next month. Do you have any nerves about the whole thing going? Or or, or have you the, have the screenings give you enough to relax about? I mean, where are you emotionally with all this right now? Uh, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. January 8th uh, at the premiere and then January 11th when, when it opens, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> on the 12th, I'll be okay probably. But on those two days before it goes out, yeah, I'll probably, um, yeah. This, this is why God invented beer. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little anxious. I think, I think the big night for us is the premiere on the eighth, and you know, and then, and then the eleventh it opens, and you know, it's just waiting for numbers and seeing how how it's doing, you know. But we've uh, we've been able to, you know, with the help of people like you, we've been able to reach uh, just a just a massive audience, and and uh, you know, and and I think that uh, I think the word's out, and you know, let's see, I, I, it's a uh, it's a great film, you know. And here's kind of the fun thing, you know, the, the good thing about what we've done is, you know, you're, you're just by watching the film, you're helping, you know, you're, we're giving back. And so the, the groundwork's been done. The charities have been picked out. The movie's been made, you know, just flip it on VOD or go to the theater and see it. And, and, um, and that's a give back. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. Would you guys, you know, when you guys meet soldiers and you talk to them and everything else and, and they give you the validation um, that you got it right, is is that enough for you to say, I don't care what critics say because that's not really the audience we're trying to reach? Or is this more about, you know, reaching a broad audience and even, even getting to people who aren't military members? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I've, Mike and I have always... I mean, we've always known that this was, uh, you know, it was going to be a, a tough movie to get made. And it was going to be a tough movie uh, to sell, potentially, because uh, it because it's such an American story. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, like, I, you know, like, having been over to the Middle East, I know we had, there were a lot of countries involved in that, in that, in that conflict, but the, but, you know, this is a largely American story. And so, you know, it, we know it was going to be difficult to get foreign sales out of it. You know, we knew that because of that, uh, you know, that might hinder, uh, the chances of getting acquired by a big studio, you know, but we found this great company, Cynodyme, and uh, and you know they've called they called us immediately uh, after having seen it and said, you know, we love this movie. Uh, we were all in tears. Uh, we want to get. They've gotten behind it. They've hired a great PR team. You know, they've gotten us a ton of press, and uh, you know, and and it's called with, uh, with the release that we got is called the day and date re- release. It's, we, you know, we're showing in, in select cities, and you know, there's I think. What is it like? Fifteen major cities. Right? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen cities. Also, you can get it uh, when you have the in theaters now portion of your direct TV or your cable show or cable channel. Um, you can pick it out there. So uh, because we're in, so it's theaters, on VOD. Basically, right. yeah, and it, and, it, and it releases on VOD simultaneously. So, you know, if you don't have to leave your house, I mean, I, and I think that's going to work for us, and 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 people can watch it from you know their living rooms, and and uh, you know, my only advice is is turn the volume up. <laughs> there's uh, there's uh, there's some good little combat sequences. Just keep the volume loud for me to be a favorite. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, but I but I think this release will work for us, and. Uh, the DVD and, and Blu-ray comes out February uh, 18th? 18th, yes. 18th, yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, your passion is admirable. Uh, clearly, you know, this has hit to you guys, uh, you know, from, from the inside out. It's one of those projects that's not work. It's love, and, and I can hear that in both of your voices. And uh, I'm, I, I'm excited as all hell uh, to put my eyes on this thing beyond all belief and and. I just I can't thank you guys enough for taking time with us. But moreover, you know, understanding the the, the 
and, and wanting to understand the empathy for the military plight, for lack of a better term, you know, of what we've gone through and what we go through after we take the uniform off. That that empathy is so important. And, and spreading that, I think, really, to me, it, without having seen the films, the calling card of what I want to leave the listeners with at this point in time, because that is something I think um, that that empathy of the human condition and the military condition after the fact is is just not spread across enough to the average citizen. You know, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Um, I I would love to encourage people to uh, to follow me on social media because we once this movie releases, I have a feeling that the social media accounts that are attached to the film will probably go stagnant. But if you follow mine, uh, you know, like I said, Mike and I really want to make a, a spectacle of the give back, and we'll be posting and and posting about you know press that's upcoming. And, uh, and that's a great way to follow us and, and follow, uh, the charitable efforts. Uh, my, my Instagram is Max Martini LA and my Twitter is at Max Martini LA. So, uh, it's the same handle essentially. And, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, please follow us. Uh, please tell your friends about the movie. Please share it if you like it. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, we're just beyond appreciative and, and beyond excited. Uh, final thoughts from you, Mike. Uh, I'm just so grateful, and just uh, we we can't wait to hear what uh, what the people that we made the movie for think of the movie. Uh, that, that's that's one of the things that I'm most excited about. Well, again, I can't thank you both enough for your time. I know it's a busy time of year and everything, but certainly uh, we're everybody here wishing you the best of luck with the film, the release, and everything going forward, and and the charities that are going to benefit from this thing. Obviously, are are uh, all. Just great things going forward. So with that, Michael Haggerty, Max Martini, thank you guys so much for being part of the Hazard Ground. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to the Hazard Ground Podcast, hosted by Mark Zeno and produced by Matt Pascarella. If you have an interesting story to tell and you'd like to be on the show, send us an email at hazardgroundpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.